0: Welcome back to the Multi Channel Seller Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am your host. This is actually my third time recording this podcast in the last, uh, within the last twenty four hours. So if I sound a little frustrated, <laughs> that's the reason why uh, the last two times had some tef- technical difficulties. So, um, so let's get into it. Uh, Well, before we get started, actually, before we get started, um, I would like to get a review on my podcast. I don't have any reviews on my podcast. So if you're listening on whatever platform you're listening on, um, please head over to Spotify. Head over to Spotify, find me on Spotify um, and, you know, leave me a review and follow me. Okay. follow the podcast and leave a review. If you do so, I will read your review, uh, good or bad. I will read it. I will read your review and shout you out on the next podcast. Um, But I may not I may not see it right away. I got my baby crying in the back. My mommy's taking care of her. Uh, so if you hear baby crying, ask what that is. But um so I will I will shout you out and read your review on the next podcast. I may I, I'm not gonna get notified when you leave a review. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um so after you leave the review, if you would like to, you can message me or you can email me rather at um at so multichannel podcast at com. So multi channel podcast at gmail.com let me know you left a review and you followed me uh on spotify um so uh and you know and i'll you know i'll shout you out on the next episode so the episode after i know the episode after i know that you left a review so, so if i if i do another episode and i don't know you left a review i'm not going to forget about you but as soon as i find out that you did on the next episode after that i will um read your review, and give you a shout out. So um, go to Spotify, you guys, follow me there, and leave a review there, please. Or wherever you are listening, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, follow me on those platforms, leave a review there if you can. But I will shout you out only if you go to Spotify and follow me and leave a review. But anyways, so today's topic, we're going to talk about failure. Uh, Failure is one one of the things that bind us all together because... Everyone's going to experience it, everyone has experienced it, and everyone is going to continue to experience it in one way or another. So, wherever failure is on a spectrum, if, if, if it is on a spectrum, you're going to experience some level of it at some point in time. Here's the thing. Uh, the words we use matter, okay? And what I tend to find myself doing, I tend to think a lot about... The things we say to ourselves, okay, um, on a collective basis, right? So you got the idioms, the sayings, the aphorisms, and the things we just say in our culture, right? So one of the things that, uh, well, the only thing we're talking about is the the saying that failure is failure is not an option, okay? So we say that to ourselves, and that's something that became popular. Uh, you know, it, it became part of the culture, I guess, if you will, the general mainstream culture, if you will, um, in the 90s. You know, it came from a movie and the movie was inspired by true true events um, from landing on the um, you know, when we landed on the moon. So a movie about that uh, when we first landed on the moon. But I forgot the name of the movie, but there was this quote um, from the movie. Failure is not an option. And then, you know, therefore we use it in, in our culture today. Um, and you know what? It's very helpful to say that to yourself. Sometimes you have that self-talk when you're doing something, when you're in the heat of the moment, in something where you know success and failure is uh, where you, where people or the stakes for failure are high, right? So if you're in the heat of something. And you are like, okay, it's the last day of the quarter and I need to hit 200 calls on my sales, you know, on my sales chart here. And I need to hit my phone 200 times. Failure is not an option. I'm going to hit it. Okay. That's, I understand that. That makes sense. But most things that we do are, most things that we do have the opportunity to be premeditated. Okay. So most of the things we do have the opportunity to be premeditated, meaning just we have time in between the the thing we want to accomplish and the actions that we must take. Now when we have some level of time in between that, failure is an option and we have to um, we have to come face to face with that. Failure is an option. So I believe, the A more accurate, a more accurate, but less popular saying is failure is always an option. It's always on the table, always. That's the perspe- perspective that I have. And I've been an entrepreneur for a little while now, uh, quite a bit of some time, I would say half of my life at this point. And I've experienced some things and I'm finally able to put some words to a lot of the, the things I was experiencing in the past. And that's what this podcast is about. I'm putting words to my experiences, uh, to a few experiences that I'm going to share with you. So there, there are three, uh, three um, ideas or concepts that I'm going to be sharing with you today that I believe will help will help. You have a healthy relationship with the idea of failure. Failure is is always an option, but it does not have to cripple you. It does not have to make you anxious. It does not have to. Uh, it does not have to take peace of mind from you. Okay. And if you, and, and, and it'll keep you, and it'll keep you, it'll keep your, your, it'll keep you down to earth. Okay, so a lot of times, yeah, we get our head in the sky, which is fine, which is that, that's the kind of like the, you know, the energy that we need at the beginning to start a project sometimes. But then we have to bring it down to earth, become a little bit more real, um, and go from there. Even when we're pursuing what others may seem to be impossible. Um, becoming a realist does not mean you can't pursue the impossible. It just means you're becoming more real about doing the impossible. You're still going to do the impossible. You just have to be real about just re be real about the situation. Um, <clears throat> so the first one I'm going, the first concept, the first idea I'm going to talk about is the idea of going, going fast. So how I look at it is Go fast or go home. Go fast or go home. First concept. Um, the idea behind that is, when you go fast, you you fail fast. You make the mistakes quicker. You learn more things quicker. Okay, you go fast. Now, you're going fast, not all the way through. You're going fast when you are beginning a project, when you are starting an entrepreneurial uh, venture, when you, um, after you pivot from doing one thing and now you're pursuing another thing because you had to pivot. Whenever you're starting something, go fast. Go fast. Go as fast as humanly possible because you want to get that that. Failure curve off of the off of the you know off of the table, because what tends to happen if you start going slow, you fail slow, and it takes you forever to just even get some momentum. But by that time, possibly you'll quit because uh, you probably will not see any results. You'll be discouraged, and you won't take the necessary actions. Thus, the reason to go fast is to overcome the the the, the many failures as possible, and also gain momentum gain momentum momentum is passion and with passion you can overcome failure a lot easier so a quote that i hear a lot um mostly from tony robbins and uh and he got the quote from um who did he get it from i forget where he got it from but it, but it doesn't matter the quote is people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Here's my interpretation of that. So I I interpret that quote with a quote of my own. Consider there are things we will do in 10 years that could be done in one year, that's my quote. Okay, it's saying the same thing, but with a different perspective. Okay, it's saying the same same thing with a different perspective, and um, up until recently, I'm really living with I'm I'm really living by that. Okay, because. <clears throat> I'm at a point in my entrepreneurial journey where it's like, okay, I need to become better at executing. Okay. And, and I've talked about this plenty of times, you know, but there's this book called the 12 week year. And, and this is how I'm going to be structuring pretty much my entire life moving forward. So the years are now 12 weeks. So do more in 12 weeks than most people do in one year is the tagline of the book so so my yearly goals are not yearly they're my new year is a 12-week year so i don't have yearly goals and then breaking them down in 12 weeks and 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 breaking the goal down in 12 weeks at a time no i have yearly what used to be yearly goals but now they're compressed into 12 weeks. 12 weeks is my new year. And as of now, the way I'm doing it now, I'm, it's going to take me a few, um, you know, maybe a year. Maybe it take, it'll take me a year to finally, um, um, to finally get the right combination of how I do what I'm doing now. But how I have it set up now is there's eight areas in my life, um, and in each area of my life, I'm not talking about my just my business life. It's my my personal and my business because they, they 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 all connect. I have I have either um, I have think I have nine I think I have nine I have nine um, I have eight areas, but I have like nine goals that I'm gonna accomplish within the twelve weeks. In every twelve weeks. Okay. Every twelve weeks, I'm gonna have new goals in those same. After I, you know, accomplish the goals that I that I set for the first twelve weeks, I'm going to um, set new goals in those same eight areas, and I'm gonna keep doing that. Now, some some twelve weeks, like this week, twelve week, for example, um, I started my twelve week year. Actually, this uh, what is today? Yeah, this week I started. This is the end of my first week of my twelve week year. The next twelve week year, I could. Uh, I'm still going to focus on eight eight uh, areas, but it may be seven goals or maybe 10 goals. So I'm still playing with it. But right now, the pace that I'm going, eight things, I'm, I'm okay with that. I need that. And I need a little bit more than just one, you know, go. I can focus on more than one thing at one time. Um, uh, I can focus on more than one goal. You know, I can accomplish more than one goal within 12 weeks is my point. But anyways. So in, in the reason why I, I have it set up that way is because I'm taking it seriously because I, um, I want to live the best possible life that I can live. And I want to, I don't want to do it over 10 years. Okay. I want to do it relatively quickly, but at a, at a, at a pace that's still fat, um, that's still slow enough. So it's quick. But it's slow you know so basically I'm not wasting time we just tend to waste time and um, that's just something we uh, we all deal with we you know we deal with wasting time that's it's our most valuable asset but we don't treat it we don't treat our time like we treat other people's time we don't treat our money the way we treat other people's money you know we don't respect ourselves the way we, we respect others you know we have the for some reason we got that thing going on you know what I'm saying a lot of us do and uh in having it like this 12 week go uh 12 week 12 week years for now i have 8 areas in my life i'm going to accomplish a lot of things okay i'm going to accomplish a lot of things in a short period of time and also do it in a way where i didn't rush it anyways okay let's move on so going fast <clears throat> um here's a quick story i'm going i'm going to tell a quick story about my by my e-commerce origin okay so in my e-commerce origin was uh the second half of 2017 and to give a little bit of concept a uh, little bit of context excuse me i had a business that was failing it was basically crashing down um on 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 its way to bankruptcy i had a full time job i was um Relatively newly married, three years. Um, we had a three-year-old child at the time, and um, and my second child was a year old. Okay, and um, it was it was pretty tough. I I would say that. Okay. There's a little context there. So I knew I had to do something different. I knew I had to you know, pursue another business. So that's what I attempted to do. So I came across the idea of retail arbitrage on Amazon. And I just listened to a lot of podcasts, didn't really do anything just listen, listen to the podcast, listen to a lot of podcasts. That's what I did at first. You know, join some free Facebook groups, talk to people, see what people are saying and all that kind of stuff. But I was very skeptical of the whole thing. And I was skeptical be, uh, because... My understanding at the time was, uh, this doesn't make sense because how can I buy something for full price at, um, at a store at target, for example, and then send it to Amazon and sell it for hire. It it just didn't make sense. Why don't people just go to target themselves? Okay. Um, so that was my first limiting belief. My other limiting belief was I live in I was living in Los Angeles. I was living in Inglewood. And, uh, you know, in the general Los Angeles area is, you know, typically California, uh, Southern California to be exact, is typically, typically a higher, um, price point of cost of living other compared to other parts of the country. So I was like, well, I live in one of the most expensive parts of the country and, um, so the goods, the, the price that I pay for goods is greater than other places. Not only that, I pay more in taxes, sales taxes, that is, on these items. So my cost of goods is even my cost of goods is even higher. So I, now I'm 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 buying products. And my cost of goods is higher than the rest of the country. And now I'm going to try to sell it for higher than the price that I bought it for at Target. It just didn't make any sense. Okay, that was my second limiting belief. I decided to, look, I didn't have much options at the point. I mean, my, my bank account was bleeding. I was, you know, about almost a hundred thousand dollars in debt from the business and I didn't have any options anyway. So I was like, okay, well, let's go ahead and do it. Okay. Once I did it, I had bought a course and, um, didn't finish the course. Just, you know, I just did a few things that I did the very minimum that you could possibly do. I walked into a target One of the very first products from the interest of the target was these backpacks. uh, These Minecraft backpacks. I said, hey, Minecraft is popular. That's a thing, right? I don't know. Um, Or I didn't know at the time. I just, you know, seen it here and there. Um, And then I scanned it. I scanned it with the Amazon app. It scanned. I didn't know what I was really looking for in in the scan. Sure. Bought like three or four of the backpacks for like, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like maybe 10 bucks or something like that. And I sold them for about 25 I sent sent them over to Amazon. You know, it takes it takes a couple of days for it to hit the warehouse and become available. Once I went to sleep one night, you know, I was looking at my phone, making sure the products were available. They were available. Went to sleep next night. Everything was sold. I said, "Whoa, this is real." From that moment, <laughs> I did not slow down. I was going bananas. Okay, it's going bananas. I go and reach arbitrage every opportunity that I can, which was i made the opportunity so sometimes i'll have my kid with me which is a very bad idea but i have my kid with me and then sometimes when i didn't have my kids with me uh my oldest at the time i didn't have my oldest with me i'll just be out there scanning as much as possible okay and you know it's at the time it seemed like a good idea right you know have your kid with you oh you know I'm out here doing return arbitrage. I got my kid with me, so we yeah, we're doing it. You know, we're doing it. But no, it's it's a very bad idea, you know. The kid starts getting hungry, gotta pee, boo-boo, you know, throwing stuff off the shelves while you're trying to scan, you get nothing done. Nothing. So um that 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 stopped real fast. But anyways, I went, I went, I went crazy. Okay. And um, <clears throat> now I didn't finish the course that I did, but I I I learned a lot I learned a few things that were not in the course Um, but I'll make this note there's a few cringy things that I did Uh, I'll I'll talk about one Um, one of the cringy things that I did that I wouldn't have done had I paid attention to the course better was uh, was prepping prepping my items to send to the Amazon warehouse okay to you know send fba so uh i had these plush dolls which um were my best selling dolls um best selling products rather they were plush and um i i didn't know anything about label printers i didn't know anything about prepping period for the most part all i knew was i had to get these labels uh amazon requires you to have these labels on the products uh um and you know to send to the FBA warehouse. So when the FBA warehouse gets them, they can scan the the, uh, the, the label and they'll know that it's your product and this is the listing that it's going to. So um, that's the point of the, the labels. So I was printing labels out on eight and a half by 11 um, paper, just regular printer, but I had these 30 up label paper uh, this 30 30 I think it's called 30 up labels. You could print like 30 labels on one page. So I was cutting it out. I didn't have any, I didn't have any equipment really. I, I had these arts and crafts kind of uh, scissors from my my wife's godmom, uh, and you know, and you, you, I was cutting the labels out, and you know, the the edges had all these squiggly lines and you know all this kind of craziness, right? So I had to, I was cutting them out like that, taking me forever, by the way, and um, <clears throat> and I would tape, I would put the label on the product, and then I'll put tape on the plush doll. Like I'm talking about literally on the plush doll. I'm taping the taping the label to the plush doll. Okay. Um and uh that's how I sent it in Amazon. Now I'm surprised that, you know, the warehouse never said anything or it' messaging me about it or I never got any bad reviews from customers either. <laughs> you know, but uh, at that time probably they were a lot less strict. On how to send products to Amazon, they're a little more strict now, so you can't get—you probably can't get away with something like that now. But, um, but yeah, that was pretty cringy. But the information was in the course that I that I bought. But here's the thing: had I, had I not took massive action, I wouldn't even have any products. I wouldn't even have this product to begin with. To even have labels, to even tape to a product, okay. So even though uh, I didn't check out the course, so I, I kind of failed in that sense because I, I did spend a lot of time trying to figure that out. I mean, and I still didn't figure it out. Um, so I, I failed in, I failed in the sense that I didn't protect my time and my energy. But it, it was fine though. It was fine because I had so much momentum. I had so much passion. I had so much just just hunger. You know that. It, it didn't really matter, like it's, it's cool. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep three hours less. You know what I'm saying? Just putting these labels on and taping the stuff to the product. <laughs> you know, when um all I needed, all I should have got was some poly bags, and i will be able to just. Uh, and then you know um what what do I have now? I have a uh, what do I used to have? I had the Dymo the, the Dymo label printer. That's what I use um for sending, F and epinsque. Uh, uh, you know, I could have I used that. I didn't have it, but. The, the course taught you to buy that and that would have saved me hours, you know, hours, literally. And a label printer too, instead of printing it out on eight and a half by eleven paper, 30 up labels. But um <clears throat> but it just goes to my point, you know, that if had I not even took massive action action, I wouldn't even have products to even label. So um not a big deal there. Um <clears throat> so the the second idea the second concept that I believe is going to help—that's um, going to help have a healthy perspective on failure, because failure is always an option. Okay, failure is always an option. And um, <clears throat> before we get into that second piece, let me let me make something clear real quick. Now, when when I'm talking about success and failure. In, in this context, I'm not talking about in general, okay, um, it, it's about having a clear definition of what success is in a particular endeavor, in a particular action, you know, not the whole general, what do you what do you believe success is, oh, success is this, what do you believe the failure is, no, failure is this, no, I'm talking about, uh, I need to accomplish this in six months, I'm going to do x I'm I'm going to do these things here to accomplish x y and z in 6 months. Here's my plan to do it. Okay. That is, you know, that framework um, is a setup, right? So when when if you, if you accomplish that x y and z in 6 months by doing those things in the plan, you've you have success. If you do not accomplish x y and z in six months and you executed the plan perfectly then you have a failure okay all right so before we'll we'll we'll, we'll come back to that we'll come back to that so let's talk about the second thing the second thing here is how to know when to pivot how to know when to pivot You know when to pivot when someone gives you advice or when you get advice that challenges the premise of your actions. Okay, well, what do I, what do I mean by that? Um, and it doesn't have to be advice, like someone talking to you. It could be data or information. You know, um, it can be something you read in a book. It can be some analytics you're looking at. It can be something you saw on TV. It can be a YouTube channel. It can be whatever information that the source doesn't matter, but if the information challenges the premise of your actions, that's when, you know, you have to pivot. Here's what I, here's what I mean by that. Okay. So the, so in order to pivot, you have to be doing something already whatever you're doing already. so whatever um, whatever whatever track you're on, whatever traje- trajectory you're on, you're taking action on that on that traje- trajectory. okay? Your action, your action is based on your premise. Your premise is your belief. And that belief could be, you know, an actual, um, you know, philosophical belief, or it can actually be a goal, right? So you have the goal to, um, lose 20 pounds. Okay. That's the premise. Lose 20 pounds. And you the action you're taking is 20 minutes of cardio once a week. And that's all you're doing is 20 minutes of cardio once a week. And then you get some advice. Or you read something in a book or you talk to somebody and they say to you, uh, well, are you on a 1200 calorie diet? And you say, no. No, I haven't thought of that. And you know, it changes the way you think of things, okay, so, oh, okay, well, that is probably why I'm not losing weight, I'm eating whatever I want during the day, my calories is over 2000, 2,000 a day, I'm eating more calories than I'm burning, even though I'm doing cardio once a week, but I'm still not losing weight because I'm eating more calories, at that point, you got to pivot, you pivot, okay, you, you come, in, in that particular case, you come up with new actions to reach the goal, some other situations, you may have to uh, just kill the goal altogether and go with a, uh, a different goal. You know, sometimes you come across information or advice that just kills the whole thing. But in this particular example, it's just, you know, the goals stay the same. The actions are now different. You're pivoting. Your plan. Your plan is different. You're pivoting. So... Um, <clears throat> let's go back to uh, definitions of success so when you have a cl- you have a clear definition of success um, you also have a clear definition of failure and that's what we talked about you know here's the goal i want to achieve uh, i want to achieve xyz xyz is the goal and i want to do it in 6 months here's the plan to do it that's a clear definition of success you can measure it and uh, you have a plan to do it now, if it doesn't happen in six months, and and you executed the plan, and it doesn't happen, that's still considered a failure because you did not reach the goal. All that means is you have to pivot. You have to do something different. You know, okay. You have to do something different. Now, um, here's here's here is a a situation, here's a situation that can combine both of the two concepts we just talked about. The first one going fast, the second one knowing when to pivot. Um, You know, a couple of, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, maybe last week, close to a week ago, um, I I found this notebook that that I had from when I was, when I was in college, when I first transferred from junior college to university, I had wrote down the pros and cons of graduating fast. Okay. So when I transferred to university, I sat down with the counselor and uh, told the counselor, all right, help me out. I want to graduate um, within a year, worst case scenario, less than 18 months. Okay. Less than 18 months. So, um, or, or 18 months, excuse me. So a year to 18 months, I want to be done. Make sure I want to make sure I'm done. So help me schedule a plan out like that. You know, I'm taking class, I'm going to take classes in the summer. I'm going to take classes in the winter. I'm going to you know, take more classes, as many classes as possible during the fall and spring, you know, I want to do it. I want to get it done. I want to graduate. Why, why was that so important? Well, amongst my peers at the junior college, amongst my peers, it was common, it was common, you know, it was common, common, um, conversation rather that, Hey, you know, you know, you want to get done fast. You want to, you know, You don't want to drag out the college if you don't have to, you know, get done fast, you know, get done so you can get out and make some money, get out into the real world, you know, forget this schooling thing, reading books and all this kind of stuff. You want to get done pretty quick. So so that's where I was coming from. So amongst my peers, it was acceptable, right? I'm talking to someone who's obviously more experienced than me, obviously lived more life than me, obviously knows a thing or two, obvious, okay? I know this person, I don't know this person. But I'm going to get, I gave that person at least the benefit of the doubt that he knows more than me. You know, that's very, that's very important. People do that. (laughs) You know, it's not a a skill. It's it's, it's not, it's not, not, it's not a skill. It's not a uh, common thing these days. But anyways, after I told him that he looked at me and said, uh, now, why would you want to do that? The job market's not that great. And important, but less important than not a lot of jobs right now. You're not really going to learn anything. You're going so fast, you're going to miss everything. I had to sit back in my chair and say, "Hm." <laughs> you know, that's all I could say was, Hmm, really something to think about. See, when I, when I transferred from university, uh, when I transferred from junior college to university, it was, may, it was a couple of years after the financial crisis. Um, maybe 2010 or 11. I forget the exact year. I think maybe 2012, maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. I have to look at my, my, my notes again. Uh, um, but um, let's see. I think it was like 2010, 2011. So it was, it was it was it was it was a little after the financial crisis, and you know the it was still a little, it was still uh, it was still a bit grave out there for the economy as a whole, right? As a whole, generally speaking, and um, for for people who want jobs, right? So for the entrepreneurs and real estate investors, they made a killing during that time, right? But for people who you know just come out of college, like that was a you know that, that can be a rough time for a lot of people. So um, so I had to pivot, I had to pivot. So my goal didn't change, it was just my plan changed. But here's the, here's, the, here's the thing, now, I still, going fast was not off the table, okay? That was not an excuse to not go fast. The only thing is I had to redirect where to go fast at. What else can I do to go fast in? Okay. So I can't go fast with how many, I, I, you know, going fast with how many courses I was going to take to graduate. That wasn't an option anymore. That was off the table. What else can I do to maximize, you know, an opportunity? And that would be resume building. Okay. That would be resume building. So you still got to go fast. It's still, when you pivot, you still have to go fast. That doesn't change. It doesn't change when you make a decision to do something, you know, when you pursue an adventure, uh, 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 pursue a business, pursue whatever. It doesn't matter. Pursue anything. You got to go fast still. So where, what areas could, could I have went fast in in that particular situation? Resume building. You know, that's taking leadership roles. You know, taking on leadership roles as many as possible, as often as possible on campus. Okay? or off-campus do some volunteering leader but leadership roles okay uh internships do as many internships internships as possible as often as possible i could have um you know got a job i was working i was working so i i I didn't i I maximized in the working category um i had a long-term job i worked worked the same job during high school and college I didn't really know too much about internships. I was too late I, and I was too late about studying abroad. And the counselor, you know, I, I didn't really, know, I, didn't really talk to me about that stuff either, but that, those are areas to maximize them. maximizing studying abroad, do it as often as possible, as many times as possible. And then, you know, side hustling, you know, starting a business, doing it as, it as often as possible, doing as often as possible. So you can maximize in those areas of resume building. Okay. And, uh, uh, and, and yeah, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So, so even though I had to pivot, you know, I I didn't just sit on my behind and just kind of like, oh, now I just got to wait, take these classes, go slow and graduate in two years or two and a half or three years and do nothing in between time. Nah, that ain't me. That ain't you go fast go fast um when i when i um when i when i pivoted from retail arbitrage to wholesale i had a, a similar experience where i had a i had a it was more of a realization i didn't really get any advice or i didn't really read anything or see anything it was just a realization that just came to me that, okay, so this may not, um, this is not sustainable for me. I'm doing okay. And it's okay for now, you know, for the purpose, like, you know, starting, starting something and actually making some money and doing pretty decent, you know, given this, giving my circumstance, that's cool. But now I this doesn't seem like something I can actually replace my job with. It doesn't seem like anything I can replace, you know, um, my situation. I was in a, I was in a bad financial spot. Okay. I was in a terrible financial spot and, um, I did, I, I, I did, pre, I did, I did a retirement for about four months and I did about 20,000 in sales and, uh, I did about 20,000 in sales and, For the months of November, December, I didn't really do anything. I didn't do anything at all for the most part. And I had other situations going on. My wife, oh, here it is. Yep, my wife was pregnant. (laughs) My Wife was pregnant. So we were a year off of having our second child. My wife was pregnant. And we had, you know, we had to move. Okay, we had to move. And at that time, we uh, we moved from Inglewood, California to Las Vegas, California. uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, excuse me. Las Vegas, Nevada. And so my life was a bit in shambles for those two months, but trying to pick up some pieces and I was dealing with my business as well. That was, you know, falling. And the reason why I'm giving you those con- that context as well is because, you know, it, it's easy for people to say, you know, don't make excuses. Don't do this and any other, but I'm telling you, I didn't make excuses. I'm telling you all the, 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 the bad things that were happening in my life during that time. And yet I still prioritized the opportunity okay because a lot of people like to make excuses why they can't do something they don't have enough money for this they don't have you know they're their kids their their spouse look shit with oh, i'm trying to stop i'm trying to lower my cursing <laughs> so uh, forgive me guys i'm trying to, trying to cut the cursing down just a little bit okay but things were really bad you know marriage was bad my wife was going through it you know being you know being a fairly new mom with you know and and we have these kids and and she's struggling with the things she's struggling with uh financially i'm i'm already kind of tense because my business is failing you know i've and i'm almost a hundred thousand thousand dollars in debt and uh i know i have to do something and uh so so i am Locked into my new opportunity, but at the same time, I'm also ignoring. I I I, I don't have an I, for me. I didn't have a choice but to ignore other areas of my life because guess what? If I don't ignore those areas, they're only they're only those problems are only going to get bigger if I don't ignore them. I need to ignore them and get some money in the in the, in, the, in the uh you know in the family so we can start doing things, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so, so I had to lock, lock in on that, but at the same time, the, my, my life around me was actually crumbling, okay, so, so yeah, your excuses don't matter, okay, and I can tell you that, because look what I did, okay, look what I did, okay, I was operating on borrowed money, I didn't have any money, and, and made it work, all right, made it happen, So, um, I had to pivot when I transitioned from retail arbitrage to wholesale on Amazon because I saw that there were problems that I knew weren't sustainable. You know, Amazon, um, Amazon taking my inventory, losing my inventory, not paying me for it. And, um, uh, people racing to the bottom, You know undercutting you by a penny um you know long um long uh long wait times until your products were available because they're being shifted around the country they're being shipped to different parts of the country and you know amazon closing listings because some you know there's there's a lot of issues a lot of issues and and hiccups that i i just they're too frequent okay Now I was like, okay, well, I know Amazon works, you know, here's a way I can avoid most of those things is by, you know, um, uh, aligning with a company, a wholesale company and selling their products. Now that was the, that was the initial understanding that all you have to do is align yourself with a wholesale company and sell their products. Now that wasn't, it's not that simple though. Okay. That's not necessarily the case in theory. That is correct so i had bought a course i had bought another uh, amazon course and this was more in um by this time i had bought another amazon course and by this time uh this amazon course was um it, it was pretty uh, it, it covered a lot of things so you know selling on amazon retail arbitrage bundling private label white label um, uh, um wholesale and so it had all these different sections in the course and it was very helpful you know but I, I didn't execute on most of the stuff. Uh, the only thing that was actually really interesting was the bundling, which I struggled with. I did not find any success or um, I, I, I did not, you know, I did not find any success pursuing that. And it, I, I struggled with pursuing it to begin with. Um, but the wholesale idea, I, they had a little section on the wholesale and I, I looked through it and it made sense. It, it helped me conceptualize what it was but a lot of the things that I learned was not from the course. A lot of things that I, that I you know, that I experienced were not from the course because it wasn't like a full comprehensive uh, section of the course. So once I realized, oh, this is how you get a wholesale account. Oh, these products are, you, you can buy them wholesale. Um, and then once I got a few accounts, which were very trash accounts, by the way. I mean, like, these are accounts you can't make money on. But I was like, like people don't understand. Hey, people don't understand when they when they first get into wholesale, that you have to go through. I'm, I don't know how many products that I look. I probably looked at about maybe ten thousand plus products. Okay, ten thousand plus products, uh, and trying to see if I can make money buying them wholesale and selling them on Amazon. Okay. That's where I started cuz I I didn't understand anything else. But I started going fast. I signed up for probably a couple of, uh, about 200 wholesale accounts in a matter of about a week. Okay? Cuz I that's how I do I go fast. I had to pivot, go fast. And then from that experience and and you know, I signed up for many 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 accounts after that. After that time, from, from that experience, I was able to find out. Oh, okay. So, some companies care. Some companies won't let you sell on Amazon. Some companies will. Some companies. Um, some companies have a. Um, what do you call that? Um, I'm blanking on it. I am blanking on. Is it a term or a name when you become a? You know, you become an authorized. Like some, some wholesale companies have like maybe four or five Amazon sellers and then they're not any anymore. Okay. So I was never able to get into that crowd. You had to be there at the right time. At that point, you had to just be the right person at the right time contacting them. So I, I was going through, I found out, okay, well, these companies, they won't let you sell on Amazon unless you have a website. These companies won't let you sell on Amazon at all. These companies do, and there's a difference between the products that are 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 sold to me wholesale. Or there 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 are differences between um, products that sell on Amazon that are manufactured or branded or distributed by uh, uh, by companies who don't care if you sell on Amazon. There's a different a different experience with. Selling products from uh, that are branded or manufactured by companies that only allow five, six, two, three, a certain number of people to sell on those products on Amazon. Oh, there's something called MAP, Minimum Advertised Pricing. There's MAP on these products, and there's not MAP on on these products. You know, so I'm going through all of the circles of wholesale. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and mind you, I still, listen, mind you, mind you, during this time, during all of this, okay, I'm still doing retail arbitrage, okay, I'm still, uh, I still have to run my business, okay, the, the failing business that I, that I had, from the time that I started e-commerce in 2017... Uh, it was about a year and a half until I was able to close the entire thing. So I was still dealing with that. Okay, And then I had, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit. So 2017 is done. I moved to Las Vegas. I transferred jobs. I transferred my job from the same company, but transferred from one location in, in, in Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Fast forward about five or six months. Uh, five, fast forward is five months. My son is born in May. I get fired from my job in June and, um, and, 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 and now from this time, from January all the way up till June, I did not do any retail arbitrage. I did not do any, uh, uh, wholesale or anything. Okay. I got back to, I got back to it after I got fired, got back to it. So I was doing retail arbitrage again, and then I discovered wholesale and, um, I I may have said this already. So forgive me. My most popular podcast, (laughs) listen. I recorded this podcast twice, so I'm, I may be saying the same thing twice, and I don't even know it. <laughs> uh, this is my third time recording this podcast, and I said the same things before, so uh, forgive me, but um, if I haven't said it already, my most popular podcast is, uh, I think it's episode 15. It says, A Seed, the title is A Seed to 20,000 a Month, okay? I discovered Wholesale the second half of uh, uh, 2018, right before Q4, but I... But when i got fired from my job i went back to retail arbitrage because that's what i knew and then when i figured out about how about wholesale that's uh um that's when you know all this stuff was going on i was still going i was going through a bankruptcy with the other business you know at that time i was over about a hundred thousand in debt and um and you know just lost my job and and it's a lot of stuff going on okay but i knew that this was my chance i I knew that this was the opportunity because i've seen it work with retail arbitrage and 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 based on all of the stuff that I've been through with figuring out wholesale, I like, this is the thing. I can do this. I just got to find the right company. I got to find the right products. I got to find the right strategy. And I eventually did. And that's how I got into uh, seasonal products. So right before Q4 is when I uh, first executed my wholesale strategy. And I made bank 2018 Q4. And I, I, I started just in time. I started just in time. Um, For Q4 just just in time to have all my products and everything like that uh, You know Sent to me to be able to send to Amazon warehouse, you know right before Q4 So I was able to take advantage of the full Q4 is what I'm trying to say Okay, so real quick take a quick break be right back in a moment Okay, I'm back I am back um you guys don't forget don't forget to go to Spotify, leave me a review, please. Please leave leave me a review. Follow me on Spotify, uh, and then the next episode um, after the next episode after you leave a review. And I'm only going to do this for for um, the next two episodes. So right now it's episode 83. So um uh, or episode 82. Which one is it? Episode 83. So um, the next episodes 84 and 85. I will shout you out. I will shout you out. I will read your review, good or bad. Shout you out on the podcast, please. You guys go over there and help me out over there. Appreciate it. Okay, so so how does this connect to when the pivot? How does how does all of this, what I just said, connect to to me having to pivot, reach our to wholesale? Well, my goal was twenty thousand a month, which was like I said, episode fifteen, I believe uh, is, uh, is, it's a C to 20,000 a month. I talk about how I, you know, I talk about, I basically, I go over my discovery of of wholesale and I was super excited about it. Um, but anyways, so my goal was 20,000 a month. I knew I couldn't get there with the actions I was taking with retail arbitrage. And, um, so I switched over and then I started doing 20,000 dollars in sales. Okay. So, um, I pivoted and I moved fast. So you're going to constantly be moving fast on something and then pivoting, if you know, if you need to, it's not all the time you have to pivot. Your your plan may be the right plan, you know, or your goal may be the right goal, um, and then you you don't have to pivot. But when you do, when you do, you have to continue that loop, you know. Massive action, massive action, you know, massive action. Get over the failure real fast. Look, there's there's a ton, there's a ton of failure that I experienced going from retail arbitrage to wholesale. But guess what? Like I said earlier. It didn't matter because I was, I had so much momentum. I had so much passion. I had so much hunger. There really wasn't any failure that can really derail me. um, Or the failures that I was experiencing didn't derail me by, by any, by any, any way. Now I did have some failure in 2019 that hit me hard. Okay. That hit me real hard and I had to pivot again. Okay. I had to pivot again. And at that point, I pivoted from wholesale on Amazon to the multi-channel strategy, selling on multiple platforms, okay? But I'm not getting into that right now. But anyways, um, but it, it, it when, when, you, when you do these two things we're talking about, moving fast and knowing when to pivot, moving fast again, pivoting, moving fast again, that loop is going to help you. It's going to help you with the third concept that we're going to talk about right now. Which is how to lessen, how to lessen the effects of failure. You know, how do you make it, how, how do you make it, make a situation where failure doesn't affect you, where, where failure is likely not to affect you too bad, you know? So, um, listen, I know I've been, I've been a little, um, you know, hit, hitting you hard with with this with this podcast. So let's let's uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little soft landing right here, okay? A little soft landing. All right. So it's a lot going on. I know I'm hitting you pretty hard, but let's let's try. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to soften it for you, okay? Because this is the light the light at the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the podcast. Okay. So how do we you know how do we lessen the effects, right? And I have this quote that i just wrote down it's for me it's my quote okay and it says um keep excuse me keep more than one egg in your basket and watch it closely now i think that actually sounds like something that probably has been said before but right now it's my quote okay mine 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 okay so keep more than one egg in your basket and watch it closely i want you to fill in the blank to this sentence more than one blank more than one fill in the blank okay what It could be anything more than one income stream. That's pretty hot. That's a hot topic. It's always always been a hot topic. More than one income stream, more than one exit strategy, more than one marketing strategy, more than one marketing channel, more than one. um, I don't know. One more more than one, whatever. It, It doesn't matter. Just fill it in more than one, whatever. So here's, here's, I mean, here's why, because if one of those things fails, underperforms, doesn't do what it's supposed to do you have something else that's still running okay let's fill in the blank with income stream okay and it it applies the the just to just to get out of the abstract but the same thing applies no matter what you put into the blank so you have more than one income stream let's just say it's two. Let's just say it's two income streams. Your goal for both income stream was five thousand dollars a month. They're both doing it. They're both, you know, meeting your goal. Now, one starts to crumble a little bit and stops making five thousand dollars a month, and it starts making four thousand. Are you devastated? Did it affect you terribly? All things equal, no, it didn't, okay? Are you having anxiety over that? No, you're not, you're not. Because you don't have anxiety, you're not making bad choices out of desperation. Because when you make bad choices, when you make, choices out of des- desperation they tend to be bad choices see if that was one income stream now um that doesn't mean if, if it was one income stream and it dropped from five thousand to four thousand it doesn't mean you can't get it back to five thousand it just means your reaction may be a little bit different the quality of your life is a little bit different versus if you had two income streams that both made five thousand dollars quality of life doesn't change really if you have two income streams the first one it could possibly change from 5000 to 4000 is somewhat of a difference okay what if that 5000 goes down to 3000 okay now if you go from $5000 a month to $3000 a month there's an issue that's a 40% drop that's pretty bad okay now if i have two income streams that have that both have $5000 one goes to 3000 It's a 20% drop. It's not that great, but your reaction is a little bit different. How you respond is a little bit different. How you make your next move is a little bit different. And you're likely, likely, you're likely, not always, not guaranteed. You are likely to make a better decision to get that income stream back up to 5,000 and then increase your money even more. Like, okay, well, Dang, this one, this one really, this one went down on me. I, I don't feel comfortable with that. You know, I need to build another income stream. If you have the capacity to do that, you can go ahead and do that. If you don't have the capacity to do that, or if it makes more sense just to increase the income streams of the, increase the income in the current income streams, which is two, for example, you could do that too. You have a little more options. That's the point. Okay. That's the point point is you have more options now this is not a complete science okay there's science to it but it's not a complete science there is an art to the madness as well the art is your judgment your judgment gets better with time and experience but the art is your judgment and this is what people are going to uh have all these different debates, whether you need to focus on one thing or you can focus on two things or or just focus on one thing. There's all these different debates about that. Look, look, look. The way I look at it is it's a philosophy, okay? It's a philosophy of life, okay? Will it work for you every single time? Will it work for everyone every single time? Will it make sense every single time? To, to have many 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 multiple stream multiple income streams no but there is a that's the science though that's the science you have to consider the science if the science is telling you that okay you're trying to create a new income stream but you don't have a lot of capacity and then you're trying to you know create a new income income stream but you you started making uh, you started making a massive action on this new income stream and uh but your other incomes are now going down. your other income streams are going down because you're not focused on those sure it it doesn't take away from the fact that you need to have more than one egg in the basket. What you need to do now is what I talked about in my college example in my in my not in my college example my real life story now you may not be able to increase or go uh, uh, massive action on the main thing. You may not be able to get a third income stream. And there may be a point in time where you can't get a second income stream. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you need to be moving with more than one fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. All right, let's do it, let's do it. Let me give you a real life example. Let me give you a real life example of the science is telling me that I can't create a new, I can't get another egg in my basket. Okay. I got one egg in my basket and I can't get another one right now. The science is telling me that I looked at my numbers. It just doesn't make sense for me to start a new project, start a new income stream. The science will tell you that because you don't have any processes. Okay, the a, a real life example is this. Is myself. Okay, I'm mean using myself, right? So, um, um, I'm selling on Amazon at one point in time. Okay, now, uh, you know what? I'm not a good example. I'm not a good example. I don't have an example where I couldn't do more than. One income stream. I can give a a hypothetical example, okay? Let's give a hypothetical example, and I'll try to make it as real as possible. You know what? You're in luck. I am a real life example. Let's do it. Okay. So right now, I have. I sell multi-channel, right? I sell on multiple platforms. Now, those are all different sources of income, okay? They don't relate to each other. My Amazon account, my Amazon sales are not related to my eBay sales. My eBay sales are not related to my Etsy sales. My Etsy sales are not related to my Poshmark sales. They're not related. None of them are related. And although, although I do sell, for the most part, uh, for the most part, all the same products on all of those channels, except for Amazon, um, Amazon, I got a different thing going on there. But for the other channels, I sell mostly the same things, but the customers who buy on those platforms most of them do not buy anywhere else so they're 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 unrelated right the customers not all of most of them do not overlap so they're entirely separate okay so for many many for many uh you know for a little while after i uh um for you know after doing a lot a lot of thinking after doing a lot of thinking uh i've been wanting to expand to another platform for a long time i would say probably like the last 2 years i've been wanting to go beyond that i've been wanting to go to my own website now it sounds foolish to do and it sounds foolish because uh well i mean it's not if i just put my products on a shopify website shopify you know, according to some data, Shopify converts about one, maybe 2%, but most of the time 1%. And I have to manage that, okay? So <clears throat> I I don't, I still don't. I don't necessarily, at this very particular moment, I am not set up to take that on, okay? I talked about earlier in this year that my goal is, is to expand to another platform and that's my own platform and i'm going to sell products to a funnel okay so let me let me come back to that you know um so let me, anyways so here here's here is uh here's the reason why here's the science okay so i'm using my art my judgment my judgment is okay i don't I, you know yeah i want to do it but it it may not make it it may not make entirely sense so let's put some science behind that The science is this. If I expand to another platform, and this is not just any platform, we're talking about Shopify, okay? Where I have to manage traffic. My conversions are unpredictable and my, uh, my average sales price right now is unpredictable. On the platforms that I sell on currently, the one thing that, the common denominator of all these platforms is that they're marketplaces. These are not my own website. Okay, I'm talking about moving from selling on marketplaces to my own website. That is an entirely different juggernaut. Right now, I don't have to do anything for traffic. You know, besides what I'm already doing. You know, I, no, I don't have to do anything more to get the traffic that I get. Okay, my traffic is gonna come regardless. Yeah, you know, here and there, you know, I gotta up my advertising dollars on on Etsy or up up my um, my promotions on on eBay or whatever, and you know, or I gotta share a little bit more on Poshmark. So there's a few things I gotta do, but nothing major. I can actually every six months I can go into the accounts and then determine if I need to you know up or lower my 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 um, strategies for. Um, increasing, um, uh, increasing traffic. So, so there are some things like, uh, let's go back to my 12 week year. So part of my 12 week year is uh, establishing a business plan for each of my products. I have about uh, almost a hundred products that I sell. I need to establish a business plan for each one and 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 um, and um, automate, automate all of it. Okay, so I got to make sure I'm not going back to this product and make it, you know, changing the price. Oh, I want to try this price. No, where is the price going to be? I'm gonna leave it like that. Okay. Now I have I have a lot of time and data and experience with these products, and and I can I can determine right now what price I need to sell these products. Sometimes I go up and up and down. You know, be to try to find a sweet spot or what products do I need to just take out of my catalog because it's just kind of dead money. I'm turning the money, but it's it's turning really slow, you know? So I need to go through each one of my products. So that's part of my 12 week goal uh, uh, for this, this 12 weeks coming up is to go through each one, automate it, get a business plan, automate it where I don't have to think about it anymore. Okay, so I have a business plan for each product. I have a, I have a business plan already in general for my for what I do. I have many uh I have many uh operating um, um operating procedures and things like that, but there are just some um some loose ends in my business that I have to keep kind of thinking about. Not not often, but just like I'd be thinking about it, like dang, you know. Or I got to, you know, I got to add some new photos that I didn't add before, you know, or, you know, there's a lot. There's there's quite a few things that I, I need to do to probably will help me increase my conversion currently in my current business. So. So taking on taking on uh, Shopify is a totally different juggernaut. I'll have to I have to learn marketing. I have to learn how to you know collect emails and entice people and have promotions and and and, and basically learn how to run a marketplace, you know, uh, of my own. It's not a problem. It's not a problem to do, but I don't have the capacity to do it. I don't. Once these twelve weeks are over. And I establish my business plan for each particular product, and and at that point in time, I'm gonna assess whether I'm comfortable enough to move on to another platform or another another uh, strategy. Um, now, the other the other option is I, I may not just do the Shopify thing. I I still may do the Shopify thing, but not for the purpose of trying to make sales, but the purpose of uh, having an online presence off of the platforms. So when people are googling me, they can they can go to my website and. Uh, and, you know, I, I can just set up there. It's just, it's just for show. You know, that is something I am interested in. But the but the thing that I'm most likely going to do and put a lot of effort in is taking my best-selling product right now and selling it through a funnel on my own website, okay? So that's, uh, you know, looking at click, if you ever heard of click funnels, looking at quick click funnels and see how I can use that To uh, optimize my sales or maximize my sales for this particular product so um, that way I'm not my energy is not focused on oh all of my products on Shopify I need to figure out how to sell all my products on it no I'm just I have my best selling product how can I best position that in the marketplace where I can maximize the sales because if I maximize the sales on this on this product I'm gonna make a freaking killing okay I'm making a decent killing already you know, with the product, but it's so successful. I'm like, okay, can I make it more successful? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I, right now I don't necessarily have the capacity to do that, but I'm closer to the capacity of doing that opposed to trying to operate my own uh, Shopify store. And I'm more than likely just going to have it up for show for people to see when they're Googling me. But I'm, I'm very interested in selling individual products, starting with one. Figuring out how to do that, I'm, I'm still gonna have to learn the same things, but like you know, understanding how to get traffic and and convert and convert you know convert that traffic and, and marketing and copy. I'm, I'm gonna have to understand. I'm gonna have to learn all those new skills, but I'm only gonna be doing it for one product. And if I successfully do that, I can do it for another product and then another product, and then that's how I'm going to expand the eggs in my basket. Okay, so that's my goal there. Um, okay. That is all I got for you. I, I hope that was enough. And um, I appreciate you all for listening. And third time is a charm, baby. Third time a charm. So um, I appreciate you guys. Remember, go to Spotify. Please leave me a review. Follow me. I will shout you out and read your review in, in the next podcast. Thank you so much to you all. Until next time. Peace.